It's a beautiful day in Washington State. The sun is shining and the sky is clear. So I'm going to talk about Carrie B. Mullis, the inventor of the PCR. You can see videos of him on BitChute and Rumble. Um, there are a couple on YouTube, but I would suggest the other two video sites because you'll probably find more. Um, so the PCR is what is being used to label people as testing positive for COVID. The PCR is actually a tool of DNA analysis and has been fraudulently used as a diagnostic test when in fact it does not have the capability to detect an infection. It's been used on the show Forensic Files for decades. The president of Tanzania denounced the alleged testing as fraudulent after testing goats, papaya, quail, etc. He died mysteriously shortly after denouncing the pandemic. The same thing happened to the president of Burundi after he removed several officials from the WHO out of his country. The inventor of the PCR clearly states on video prior to his untimely death, August of 2019, just prior to the scamdemic, that it can't tell you if you're sick. Those are his words. He also said Dr. Fauci doesn't know anything. He said most people are sheep and cannot determine who the real scientists are. Look at the video for yourself. I've added the link. So here's some more quotes from Carrie B. Mullis. With PCR, if you do it well, you can find almost anything in anybody. Scientists are doing an awful lot of damage to the world in the name of helping it. I don't mind attacking my own fraternity because I am ashamed of it. Science has not been successful by making up explanations of things that fit with the current social fabric. My mother often mailed me articles from Reader's Digest about advances in DNA chemistry. No matter how I tried to explain it to her, she never grasped the concept that I could have been writing those articles, that something I had invented made most of those DNA discoveries possible. Global warmers predict that global warming is coming and our emissions are to blame. They do that to keep us worried about our role in the world thing, in the whole thing. If we aren't worried and guilty, we might not pay their salaries. It's that simple. It's not even probable, let alone scientifically proven, that HIV causes AIDS. If there is evidence that HIV causes AIDS, there should be scientific documents which either singly or collectively demonstrate that fact, at least with a high probability there are no such documents. The HIV AIDS hypothesis is one hell of a mistake, wrote Carrie Mullis in 1996. Mullis, no, 
Nobel laureate in chemistry 1993 and other distinguished scientists have claimed the HIV causes AIDS hypothesis is false, unproductive, and unethical. They have done so since 1984 when the hypothesis was proposed. Carrie B. Mullis, a biochemist who won the 1993 Nobel Prize in Chemistry for discovering a way to analyze DNA easily and cheaply and thus pave the way for major advances in medical diagnostics, molecular biology, and forensic science, died on August 7th at his home in Newport Beach, California. He was 74. And I also included the video of Carrie Mullis sharing his true opinion of Dr. Fauci, and it's nothing nice. Here's a clip from an interview that I found online. Of I found the transcript. Um, and what I learned about him is it seemed that he did believe in evolution and he did believe in the globe... Uh, model so I felt there was some things that he was deceived about but anyway I'm not going to interject too much of my opinion so here's what he's what he stated Carrie this physics claims that eight of those dimensions have shrunk to such proportions that we can't perceive them in our normal life they're just not wide enough to see but we can infer them from the properties of tiny particles that we can see with enormous machines that we can build at great expense. And we can only understand the properties of all the particles we know about from those machines if the strings that compose them exist in 11 dimensions. That is to say, if these things, which we are postulating to explain, the things that we can see with machines are really things, meaning they have a finite space finite spot where they are sometimes and they have a certain energy associated with them then they have properties that can only exist in an 11 dimensional space this concept would be helpful if you could imagine an 11 dimensional space which I can't I'm still having trouble with five in my book I try to express this I don't like to preach to people and tell them what I think they should be. But a lot of people need to be waked up to the fact they follow like sheep. They think that the world has gotten too complex and that they can't decide for themselves about complicated issues. Let's look at global warming. If those guys with the satellite sensors and the banks of computers running global circulation simulation programs call a press conference to say if you don't stop burning fossil fuels the earth is going to get hotter and hotter until you're dead most people will believe them they don't think about the fact that with every scientific utterance that you hear or read somebody's making a living scientists get paid for making statements like that and the more impact that their statements seem to make on our life the more we're willing to support that sort of research. I make a case in my book for the fact that we're supporting a lot of research for very foolish things. We're still living on the frontier. 
We should be worrying about practical things. Then the interviewer said, like the asteroids that may come crashing down on us. And Carrie said, yes, like the asteroids. We're spending $3 million a year on that. We've spent $3 billion on trying to figure out some way to experimentally confirm the existence of something called the Higgs particle. Nobody on this whole block cares about it. and Nobody's going to care about it unless they happen to be in the group that discovers it. We're putting money into things that often don't matter. If we believe there's a hole in the ozone and the experts say we must replace the former refrigerants with new ones patentable to a company like Monsanto, there is more profit to be made. The Freon patents have run out. We will spend trillions on replacing it with something equally likely to be bad for us in some way and creating a black market for Freon. It's a ridiculous waste of the world's resources to be doing things like that because there's no evidence for a hole in the ozone. Some labs were probably about to go out of business and needed a reason to exist and be funded. If you really care about the planet, you don't have to always be torn by the latest fad or the latest substitute for Catholicism, which I think environmentalism is in a way. So the interviewer said, in other words, question authority and think for yourself. Carrie said, and ignore alien orders with laughter. Yes, absolutely question authority because there isn't any real authority. It's a democratic place in a way. The whole concept of evolution says that we all have the same sort of beginnings. We don't come from something above telling us what's right and what's wrong, which I'm not... um, Anyway, I'm not going to interject my opinion, but that's his, that's how he feels. We have to figure it out for ourselves. We're here and we each have a spirit inside of us somehow that can make those decisions if you keep informed. Don't read trash all the time. Every now and then, read something that attempts to be factual and try to make sense out of it. Or I think it was try to make sense of it. But don't accept it as being factual. Just accept the fact that if you look at enough information for a long enough time, you will start being one of the people in the world that can make decisions about what's really... Oh, shoot. I need to edit this. Because I left (laughs) probably important. Okay. And this is the... um, this is kind of his his bio here that the interviewer wrote out. Carrie Mullis won the 1993 Nobel Prize in Chemistry for his invention of the polymerase chain reaction, PCR, which revolutionized the study of genetics. The journal Science listed Dr. Mullis' invention of PCR as one of the most important scientific breakthroughs in human history. PCR is a technique that allows chemists to easily and inexpensively replicate as much precise DNA as they need. This solved a core problem in genetics. 
Before PCR, the existing methods for making copies of those particular strands of DNA that one was interested in were slow, expensive, and imprecise. The brilliance behind this invention, as well as its utter simplicity, lies in PCR's ability to turn the job over to the very biomolecules that nature uses for copying DNA. PCR multiplies a single microscopic strand of genetic material billions of times within hours. The process has many applications in medicine, genetics, biotechnology, and forensics. When the Royal Swedish Academy of Sciences awarded Dr. Mullis the Nobel Prize, they said it had hastened the rapid development of genetic engineering and greatly stimulated biochemical research and opened the way for new applications in medicine and biology. Just flipping through any current issue of the journals, Science or Nature, one will encounter advertisements for PCR systems every few pages. Okay, I'm going to go back to that first sentence that I read just now. When the Royal Swede, I want you to pay attention to this sentence because this is very important. When the Royal Swedish Academy of Sciences awarded Dr. Mullis the Nobel Prize, they said it had hastened the rapid development of genetic engineering. Do you hear what I'm saying? And greatly stimulated biochemical research and opened the way for new applications in medicine and biology. So really pay attention there, okay? Um, okay, just flipping through any current issue of the journals Science or Nature when we'll encounter advertisements for PCR systems every few pages. In addition to revolutionizing the study of genetics, it's also influenced popular culture and science fiction because PCR has the ability to extract DNA from fossils. It was the theoretical basis for the motion picture Jurassic Park. Anyway, I won't go there right now. In reality, PCR is the basis of an entirely new scientific discipline, paleobiology. Okay, let's look up paleobiology. That's a word I need to study. Dr. Mullis earned his PhD degree in biochemistry from the University of California at Berkeley in 1972 and lectured there until 1973. Interesting, I was born a year later in 74. That year, he became a postdoctoral fellow in pediatric cardiology at the University of Kansas Medical School. 1977, he began two years of postdoctoral work in pharmaceutical chemistry at the University of California, San Francisco. He joined the Cetus Corporation in Emeryville, California as a DNA chemist in 1979, and it was during his seven years there that he invented PCR. Dr. Mullis, so he invented it in the 80s. Dr. Mullis has authored several major patents, and he has received numerous highly prestigious awards, including the Japan Prize in 93, the Thomas A. Edison Award, 1993, and the California Scientist of the Year Award, 1992. 
He was inducted into the National Inventors Hall of Fame in 1998. His many publications include The Cosmological Significance of Time Reversal, Nature, The Unusual Origin of the Polymerase Chain Reaction, Scientific American, Primer Directed Enzymatic Amplification of DNA with a Thermostable DNA Polymerase Science, and specific synthesis of DNA in vitro via polymerase catalyzed chain reaction methods and enzymology. Dr. Mullis is also the author of the book Dancing Naked in the Mind Field, Pantheon Books, 1998. This autobiographical account of his fascinating and sometimes mind-bending adventures simply overflows with a bounty of novel and thought-provoking ideas. Dr. Mullis makes a compelling case for the existence of greater mystery in the world around us. He seems more interested in seeking truth than he is avoiding controversy. Dr. Mullis is currently a distinguished, well, this was back when this interview was done. Um, He's currently passed, as you all know, but they, he stated he's currently a distinguished researcher at Children's Hospital, Oakland Research Institute. He also serves on the board of scientific advisors of several companies, provides expert advice in legal matters involving DNA, and is a frequent lecturer at college campuses, corporations, and academic meetings around the world. He is the inventor and founder of Altermoot, Mune LLC. To find out more about his work, visit the website carrymullis.com. And that's K A R Y M U L L I S.com. Not sure if it's still up, and I will check to see that. Um, so, the word I wanted to look up is paleobiology. I'm going to do that right now and see what it says and read it to you all. It's a word I'm curious about. Biology. Okay. Because I'm not familiar with that. The biology of fossil animals and plants apparently is what it is. Um, the branch of study concerns with fossils, plants, or I'm sorry, fossils of plants and animals and the other paleontology is of the forms of life existing in prehistoric or geologic times. Okay, so that's what that is. Anyway, thank you for tuning in.